we gon' lift off like a jetpack. Time to tune in, not just speaking real facts. Right here is everything you need. This ain't no get rich quick thing. Create your own economy. Cause we ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Learn from the queen of crypto, your host. Nigel Roberts, leading people out of financial slavery through Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Learn to get left behind. Good afternoon, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires. One family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. I don't just do this show to change the way you think about money, but I do this show to change the way you look at money and everything else around you. Today is March 7th, 2023. And what an incredible day it is. I don't even know. I got so much information to share with you and so little time. But I tell you what, we are going to get some of the nuts and bolts out today. I want to first say happy birthday to two Cryptopians. Uh, We have Tracy Gray, whose birthday is today, and Angela Orer. I want to say happy birthday to both of you. I hope this day is filled with love, joy, peace and happiness this day. And we are also in the middle of Women's History Month, and I would like to say happy history Women's History Month to all of you women out there, but to those women that crypto, we're doing a different type of honoring this month. We're saying uh, that we appreciate you and all that you do, being mothers, wives, all of the CEOs, bosses, all the things that you do. And so today we honor Catherine Wood, who is the CEO and Chief Investment Officer at ARC Investment. ARC focuses solely on disruptive innovation and offers investment solutions to investors seeking long-term growth in the public markets. As the Chief Investment Officer, CIO, and Portfolio Manager, Kathy led the development of ARC's philosophy and investment approach and has been a longtime advocate of Bitcoin and blockchain-based innovation. So again, to Catherine Wood, we say thank you for all that you do in this cryptocurrency space. And my quote today is very, very special. I woke up this morning, I got an email from Dr. George Frazier. For those of you who know Dr. George Frazier, he has been on the road for decades trying to get the black community, I shouldn't say trying, getting the black community on the right financial trajectory as it relates to networking, wealth creation, and all of those things. And I read this email that he put out um, last night or this morning. I'm not sure when it was put out, but at the bottom or the end of this email, he summed it up in a point. And I really want to use that point today as my quote. And so I need everyone to listen in. And again, Dr. George Frazier has been at this for decades. And he is well-loved, well, 
Uh, everyone just absolutely listens to everything he says. We all know that we're better with networking with each other, and that's what he's really taught us to do. He's brought a whole different mindset in. And he said at the end of this email, my point, he says, Bitcoin and blockchain was started in 2008. It is 14 years old. Bitcoin and blockchain ain't going away. Yes, crypto will be regulated. Why? The control banking system and financial market elites, they want their share. You too should want your share. Or you can keep doing what you've been doing and keep getting what you're getting. Find your safe way, formula, philosophy to get started. Then hang on for the ride. Remember, all equities markets started small and the same way. Global real estate, stock markets, bonds, mutual funds, forex, commodities, etc. Black folks must morph into thinking managed risks and intergenerational wealth. Proverbs 13.22 says, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. With gentle effect, I rest my case. G. And again, that came from Dr. George Frazier of Frazier Networks. And um, it was just an incredible quote that I wanted to do this morning in um, just kind of prepping everybody for what we were going to be talking about today. I told you all yesterday I would be going over some of the things that was happening with this war. And again, we're looking at macro. And I know a lot of people are like, why are we always talking about macro? I want to tell you that a lot of the macro things we haven't been paying attention to are part of, it's not all, and I'm going to say a small part of some of the reasons why our community kind of lags behind because we don't pay attention to the bigger picture. And as I read these reports, ladies and gentlemen, that come out from our United States government and abroad, they even boil down to the weather. When they're doing jobs reports and things of that sort, they talk about the weather's been good, so people are getting out, they're getting jobs. And as I stated over and over again, they manipulate the numbers in order to get their agenda pushed. And so as we continue to look at the macro, and I'm not going to ever stop looking at the macro because it has, it has helped me as a financial advisor, a past financial advisor, to really figure out what direction we need to be going and actually what is going to ultimately uh, affect my family and my circle. And so as I look at what is happening with the war, I told you all last year, really pay attention to this war between Russia and Ukraine. We're not picking sides. I don't care either way. It does not uh, have anything to do with me either way. But the reason I said pay attention to Russia was because they pushed back against the United States and started using cryptocurrency to fund their war without utilizing the United States dollar. And said, so what? You know, we can't use it. We have other means, which has never in the past happened with any country. So Russia was the first. And so now we're about a year and a couple of weeks into this Russia-Ukraine war, and we're seeing, I don't, I don't, and I don't want to say that we're seeing that, you know, that Russia's winning by any means. I'm not saying that. I am saying that we're being told what we're being told. And so 
I am now seeing this last couple of weeks where China is stepping up, and you should be seeing it too, because it definitely affects us. If you've looked at any products that you have in your house, most of the products, unless you're doing like we've been doing and and starting to shop more and more black because there's all these fabulous websites where we can start to shop black, but the majority of our products come from China. So again, the United States, unfortunately, is heavy on imports because we import from everybody. We don't really create anything here in the United States. And so with that being said, this war with Ukraine and Russia has started to inflate in a different way, a different direction that will definitely affect us here in the United States in more ways than one. And so today we were supposed to be talking about, and we will, we, we're a little short on time, but we're going to get through this, uh, that China um, is making a big statement to the United States. And if you know anything about money or you're learning about money, war is inflationary. War causes inflation. And so if we are not already having, like, terrible inflation on all the goods and services that we're buying, groceries and those sorts of things, gas, we're anticipating that we're going to see more of the same, if not a little bit higher inflation. And the reason being, and there are several different reasons, but this is just a small one that I want to bring to your attention. So as you're listening to the news, as you're watching, you can start to understand why all of these little, small, intricate things that we normally don't pay attention to are going to help us uh, know which direction we need to go. And as always, I've been saying this for months now, try your very, very best to stay away from big purchases right now. Hold on to as much capital as you can. Just do what you can do to be a saver and not a spender in these times that we don't really know what's going to happen. Again, This is the first time in history that other countries are bucking up against the United States in the way that we're seeing. So this war that China is, I mean, that Russia is fighting with Ukraine has been stepped up because now China has come to the table and said, hey, we are going to war with Russia, meaning they're going to step in and they're going to supply uh, Russia with some much-needed aid in their eyes. And so why is that? The new headlines, and again, you don't have to trust what I'm saying. Check the facts. There's a headline over in China. uh, There's a headline here in the United States that came from the Pentagon here in the United States that says China is going into war with Russia. And it further said that China will face consequences if it provides the lethal aid to Russia. And, ladies and gentlemen, this is a really big deal. Again, never been done before in history. It is something that we really need to be paying attention to. So China potentially is going to help Russia. And China cannot let Russia get defeated because how in the world are they going to get any of the commodities that they need? Right now, China is buying natural oil and gas and minerals and all these things from Russia. So if Russia's defeated, then China is defeated because what we do know is that China already has some sanctions. We have stopped them from getting or the ability for them to get microchips. And they just really know that if Russia fails or falls, they are on their own and they don't want to be in that situation. So people that have been their enemy are now their friends and people that were friends are now enemies. Like things are changing in a big way. 
And so our secretary here in the United States, Anthony Bleakin, said for the first time that the formal hit will be financial sanctions. And because we're talking about money on a bigger level, and we are definitely understanding that all of this inflation and all of these things that are happening actually trickle down to the American people. If we know better, we do better. And now we are at the point where a lot of the U.S. investors that have invested in China, um, and it doesn't probably matter to a lot of you right now, but individuals that have invested in China, what we are being warned is that if you haven't already got your cash out of China, you probably won't get your cash out of China. That causes a strain on individuals that thought they had income coming in and several other things from China as they've had for many years, many families that have been doing business. I know personally uh, several people that do fashion business in China. They're having different uh, things made and all of those things over in China. That's absolutely going to stop here, looks like, in the next couple of weeks. And so this is a disruption to the supply chain. Again, America imports a whole lot of things from China. And if we continue to disrupt what is actually going on as far as telling them that we're sanctioning them, it's going to disrupt our supply chain. And who ultimately pays for that breakdown in the supply chain is us in our communities, because we definitely know history does not change that uh, unfortunately, we get kind of the tail end of things, the worst of the worst, unfortunately, in some of the stores and some of the things uh, where we need goods and services or even um, it's just so many things that it's really going to affect. And so uh, we just need to really pay attention to this. And as I am talking with other individuals, again, I am really en engulfing myself in communities that are talking about uh, survival of the fittest in their communities, and they're talking about how they are saving and investing, but how they are storing and preparing for hard times. And one of the things that we've been in communication with them about in the last week or so is actually starting to buy supplies that are non-perishable. Um, ladies and gentlemen, rice is a staple. Uh, I am on some of the calls where they're talking to their communities about going out at least once a week when you're doing your regular grocery shopping and getting that 25-pound uh, bag of rice, getting that 25-pound of beans. And not that you may need it this month, next month, or next year, but to have it because it's non-perishable because they know that something is going to happen because the government is going to need to print more money, money, but we're under pressure right now as far as our monetary system is concerned because of all the things that are going on. On top of all of that, China just actually published a periodical for everyone to read, and it came from their Ministry of Foreign Affairs. And ladies and gentlemen, this uh, article is pretty, pretty interesting. And I need everybody to know, like, this is unheard of that we would be reading an article that China has put out about the United States. And again, it came from their Ministry of Foreign Affairs. It is very, very long, 
But what I was able to do was actually pull out a couple of excerpts so that we can understand how serious things are getting, because this is a big deal. They're saying that America is responsible for interfering with all of these other country elections. And what it, what they're doing, in my opinion, is setting the tone so that all other countries will be saying, hey, you know what? That's right. They do interfere in our elections, therefore turning other countries against us. And again, if our American dollar is the world's currency, all of these things play into other countries actually continuing to allow the United States dollar to be of value and things of that sort. And you'll understand in a second why I'm saying that. They've also said, again, and I quote, United States money is a worthless piece of paper, was designed to plunder nations. Ladies and gentlemen, the Chinese government actually said this in their document, and it's going around the world, and people are, other countries, I shouldn't say people, other countries are looking at this and saying, um, wow, you know, this is, again, the first time anybody has said these things are bucked up against the United States. And our dollar is under stress right now. And so if you wonder where I'm going with this, ladies and gentlemen, I have been saying, as well as the cryptocurrency industry, that our dollar is having some major problems. Of course, uh, them not going to be, I don't know if they're going to print it or not. We're going to find that's going to, that's going to hurt all of us if they do begin to start printing money again. But they said the United States dollar, again, and I quote, is the main source of instability around the world because of what they feel that the dollar is being devalued. And so we've got to pay attention to these things. They said that um, they're bucking up against the United States because it cost the United States 17 cents to make a $100 bill. Now, I need you all to understand what I'm saying here in this, and this is learning of a new vocabulary word, even for me. It's called synergy, synergy, and you need to probably look it up, but it's spelled S-E-I-G-N-I-O-R-A-G-E. And for those of you that are going to hit the playback, you can look it up, and that word, again, pronounced synergy, and I'm maybe even saying it incorrectly, and I've tried it a couple of times, but it's profit made by a government by issuing a currency. And so what we haven't paid attention to is that the United States government makes a $100 bill for $0.17, cent, and then they go and sell it to other countries, and the countries have to come up with $100 to pay for that $100 bill that only costs $0.17. Cent. So we've been making money off the backs of other countries actually buying into and paying for our $100 bills. And China is saying enough is enough. We're done with that as well. And so there are going to be, of course, ramifications for China saying and doing all of these things. And again, I really feel as though ultimately our communities are going to start seeing higher prices and different things that are going on. And so uh, it is really my goal to make sure it's my goal to make sure that we are all paying attention to what's happening in the macro. 
uh, so that you understand what you may need to be doing in your household specifically to make sure that your investments are safe and that you're going in the right direction. So uh, when we come forward after news, sports, and traffic, I'm actually going to get into just a little bit about what I feel is a little bit safer than other things right now in these times because, again, things are changing. I have to advisor on purpose, and I want to make sure that our community has the best opportunity to pay attention to all the warning signs and see what we need to be doing as we move into this new digital space because it is coming. So when we come forward, we will get into the cryptocurrency conversation because there was a letter that just came out the new central bank digital currency. With that, when we come forward, this is KBLA Talk 1580. Say the quiet part out loud. KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where everybody is somebody and nobody is a stranger. You belong here. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. I have so much to talk about. I tell you, let me just say this. Um, We're going to get into the price of Bitcoin, which we don't really worry about because it can go up or down. We just know that this technology is phenomenal and um, it is going to serve us well very, very soon. But again, five to 10 years is what we're looking at. But I want to share with each and every one of you that the United States Treasury actually introduced CBDC's working group and the digital dollar. And they're talking about this thing that I taught you all about last year. And it was called Fed Now, F-E-D-N-O-W. And that service is about to be launched. And so They were working on kind of pilot programs and things have been going on in the background very quietly. Ladies and gentlemen, the digital revolution is here. In fact, today I have on my sweatshirt that says the revolution will be digitized. And if this article that I'm about to tell you about does not help your brain connect with the fact that we are going digital in this United States, whether we like it or not, even with the printing of dollars that needs to happen, there are all these different entities trying to make sure that their agenda is met and that everything finally comes to a perfect head, but I don't think it's going to come to a perfect head because we are being too displaced. The United States has been used to controlling and running everything in this world. And those parts are falling apart, which is what I just shared with you the first part of the hour. And then we've got them trying to implement this central bank digital currency so they can keep up with digital innovation. And then we've got the group that is focusing on trying to regulate this industry called cryptocurrency that they're able to regulate every single coin pretty much except for Bitcoin. But they can mess with those payment rails, meaning how you get into Bitcoin. And these other coins, they can just cut them off when they want to. I'll just say it that way. So when we're thinking about safe and strategy and playing chess with our money, again, I am 
in no way saying to anyone that all of your portfolio should be in Bitcoin, but you should be adding some Bitcoin to your portfolio. So keep doing everything that you've been doing. Just add a teeny bit of Bitcoin to your portfolio. If it's $10, $6, $100, just do that. But the United States Treasury Department released their comments from what they call their undersecretary for domestic finance named Nellie Lang. I believe that's how you pronounce it. The next steps to the future of money and payments. That's the title of this document. They are addressing CBDCs, central bank digital currency, and the approach the American government is taking to their potential implementation. The original Treasury report that was released back in September 2022, we talked a little bit about that, but it described the formation of a CBDC, central bank digital currency, and a working group that would advance the work on CBDCs. So you all remember, I told you they started this pilot program. The pilot program is now over. And so now they're coming back in to talk to us about their findings and what they're going to do. And to give you a sense of how they're pursuing this work. Um, this person named Lang, again, I don't know if Nellie, I should have looked it up if Nellie is a woman or a man, but Lang is actually saying that uh, they will describe their approach to thinking about central bank digital currencies, the options that we will have, and who is actually going to regulate it, the policy questions, and all of those sorts of things. And so, the highlights from this description include a look at the potential forms that the central bank digital currency could actually take the potential for a separate retail and wholesale central bank digital currency and the possible core features of this central bank digital currency. So in my eyes, what I think is going to happen or what I feel is going to happen is we're going to have to eventually, and I don't know next year, five years, 10 years, but we will eventually have to turn in those paper dollars that we have for the new central bank digital currency. All stores will only accept central bank digital currencies as opposed to the U.S. dollar because they're going to have to swap it out. That's the potential. That's what I see. That's how I think that this is going to roll out after some major catastrophe with the banks where they're going to say for our own good, we need to get into this digital space. Again, giving them control over everything as it, you know, as it has always been. So, and this is the potential of the U.S. central bank dirt digital currency if one word created would best serve the United States by being something that is intermediated. So, again, we're going back to the situation we're in right now where the Federal Reserve Bank is no more federal than Federal Express. It's a private entity. And all they're saying with this central bank digital currency is the United States might be able to issue it, but it would be better if they allowed it to be distributed by the private sector. 
It would offer accounts and digital wallets to facilitate the management of the CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency, holdings and payments. So ladies and gentlemen, in terms of technology, a retail central bank digital currency might involve a different architecture compared to a central bank digital currency that is intended solely for wholesale use. And when I say wholesale or when I read wholesale, I know that they're talking about government issue, right? And so as we're looking at this thing, this is nothing more than what we already have that they're suggesting that we do as far as a private entity controlling all the money that comes in or out of this country. And so it says the Treasury release remarks suggesting that the central bank digital currency may may well come on the backs of private entities with major incentives for participation. The United States has gotten serious. And I'm, I will tell you, this is a quote. This isn't me giving you my opinion. The United States has gotten serious in regards to its consideration of a central bank digital currency. And all this just as legislation has been introduced by Republican lawmakers that would prohibit the Federal Reserve from issuing a CBDC directly to anyone. So, again, Federal Reserve, private entity, the government is saying we don't want you to issue a CBDC to anyone. We want to be the, the ones to do it. However, they're getting pushback because those individuals that just completed the pilot program who, again, are tied to the Federal Reserve Bank are saying, no, this needs to be private. We're going to eliminate or alleviate your stress, United States government. We are going to indicate to you that you should allow us to issue this digital currency to everybody in the United States. We're going to do this fairly and we're going to make sure that everything is in place. So when we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to finish this conversation because you do need to know what the end of my observation is for this central bank digital currency as it relates to this article. When we come forward, this is KBLA Talk 1580. New money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, now, now let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. So let's finish up this article really quickly and my picking a part of it. And it just basically um, the remarks in this article and all of the above just really describe how many central bank digital currency options there are and what the many directions the government is going to take. Another one being offered or thought about in is the real time payment system. One of the things that cryptocurrency seeks to solve 
specifically Bitcoin, is peer-to-peer payments 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year without having to ask an intermediary. intermediary. Um, And so the banks, we know that that's where they stand. They're the intermediary. And so if we could get rid of them, it could save us a lot of fees. Now, there's this thing called FedNow. They've been trying this program out for the last year. Some of you may have heard of it because you were listening to me last year. Some of you, this is new to your ears. FedNow is a service that was piloted for a year, which was designed to allow near instantaneous retail payments on a 24 7 360 degree basis but they still have not eliminated the problem of them being in the middle of all your transactions collecting money as they do it and telling you where how and when you can send money to people so that kind of negates the whole reason for cryptocurrency, Bitcoin specifically, in the first place. And so this is going to be done as a interbank settlement. And so this would actually differ from CBDCs. And again, that central bank digital currency in the way that it will be utilized as an existing form of central bank money versus the new form of central bank digital currencies that would be introduced. In addition to all the other potential new sets of what we call payment rail, a payment rail is PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, Apple Pay. Those are payment rails. So they're trying to come up with all these new ways to really circumvent the banks. But the banks are saying, hey, we need our hand in this. So we want to be the one to issue the central bank digital currency and all of those things. So all of that has to be warned, um, warned to each one of you just to see what's going to happen. But give us an opportunity to really get our ducks in a row, because what we do know is it's coming. We don't know really what the consequences are going to be. But we do know that it's coming. So regardless of the path that the Treasury takes, new payment systems, ladies and gentlemen, are on the horizon for the United States. We will be a digital economy sooner than later because this is happening. And so, again, as we think about our grandparents and our uncles and aunts, those who keep money under the mattress or somewhere in the house because they don't trust the banks for whatever reason. And I know several people, especially throughout my life, I wonder why a lot of people didn't bank for one reason or the other. Uh, and, and again, you know, everybody has their reasoning, but they're going to be able to eliminate the non-trust in the bank in the banks, because if you have to trade in your dollar in order to be able to utilize it, and I'm sure there's going to be some stores and some individuals that still take those dollars in. But once this digital revolution actually takes foothold, when you turn that dollar in, they're obviously at the store when they turn it into the Federal Reserve Bank through whatever banking institution that they're working with. Those dollars won't be reissued. You're going to have to take them in a CBDC. They're going to know within seconds, which they kind of sort of already do. They know where you're spending 
no matter if you know if you're using Visa or MasterCard, they know where you're spending anyway. But if you have cash, they can't really keep up with where you're spending. And so that is an issue that they need to solve to help really keep inflation under control, keep us under control. He who holds the money, he who controls the money, controls the people. Just keep that in your mind. And so when I control my money, when I am my own bank, that makes me in control. Not all the way, because we know they're always going to have a a whole hand in our business, but it makes us feel a little bit better about the fact that we control the monies that we have that are invested in the decentralized platform called Bitcoin. So ladies and gentlemen, I hope hope that that brought you full circle today. I know you may have some questions and some, some comments, and I would love to get that. If you'd like to send me an email or a text message, please feel free to do so. If you have anything that you want me to dig a little deeper in, you want me to explain, if you need that new vocabulary word that we are all going to learn, because I had no idea that it was um, a real thing that, you know, the government was making the hundred dollar bill for 17 cent and selling it to the other governments for a hundred dollars. I, I kind of knew that, but I didn't really understand until I kind of broke this document down that China was pushing out or has pushed out. And for those of you that are asking the question, that periodical that you need to read came from the ministry of foreign affairs of the people's republic of china so you can google that you can read it for yourself again the document is long and i really seek to make sure that we really all understand what is going on in the macro and how it's going to affect us eventually so it gives us some time to think some time to really figure out our strategy as Dr. George Frazier stated in his quote that I read at the beginning of the show. Really, ladies and gentlemen, it is our time to morph our thinking about managed risks. We can manage our risks if we know what's coming ahead. And as I've stated many times, some of us are going to be or have to be less selfish if that's what you want to do. If you want to be selfish, it's fine. I get it. I can't tell you how to run your finances. But some of us are going to have to think seriously about how we leave a legacy for our children's children's children because it is going to be needed absolutely needed. If we think we're in a bad uh, situation, I think about the song that says, if you think you're lonely now, wait until tonight. Well, if you think we are going through some perilous times where people are breaking into cars and robbing people and doing all of these things, wait until tonight because it's only going to get worse because prices are going up and our government is in a catch 22 right now. And they've never been in this situation before. So we can't even look at history to see what is going to happen with our finances here in the United States and how they're going to react to the things that they're being faced with, because we will not be getting imported goods. If China is in bed with Russia, with this war, things are going to start to tighten up and it's going to look 
kind of sort of like it did at the end of COVID when they were telling us, oh, you can't get that good because it's off the coast of, of San Pedro on one of the barges because we don't have enough staff to bring those things in. Well, there won't even be any goods outside of San Pedro sitting on the barges to wait to get on the deck because nothing's going to be coming from China. So, ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot to think about and we've got a lot of strategic planning to do in a safe way with a good formula and philosophy when we come forward ladies and gentlemen we will do our daily dollar cost average i told y'all i was out of time today with that when we come forward this is kbla talk 1580 you're linked to the midday money chain with lynn richardson and naja roberts exclusively on kbla talk 1580 cookie wants to be a professional wrestler I'm Cookie Serratos, and I'm 11 years old. She also wants to win all the medals. That's why Cookie and her family make every day count, squeezing out her best with Go-Go Squeeze. Okay, Cookie, let's break for a Go-Go Squeeze. Go-Go Squeeze fruit-on-the-go pouches are a nutritious snack made from 100% fruit with no sugar added. Call Cookie! Because when you nurture your kids, you squeeze out the best in them. Squeeze out the best with Go-Go Squeeze. Not a low-calorie food. Products range from 11 to 13 grams of sugar and 60 to 70 calories per serving. Broadcasting live from Lower Park, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. We are just going to jump into it. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to do our daily dollar cost average. I didn't even get to tell you all the price of Bitcoin today. Today, right now, Bitcoin is trading at $22,083. It's all red all across. And we are excited, just like we are when something is on sale at the store. We're going to run out and get some. So I'm going to run out and get some Satoshis. So Bitcoin is down in the last hour, 0.03%. In the last 24 hours, 1.49%. In the last seven days, 4.57%. Ethereum, on the other hand, is trading at $1,500. 1551. It is up in the last hour, 0.13%. And in the last 24 hours, it's down 9.94%. And in the last seven days, it's down 3.3%. And so as we do that, we are going to do our daily dollar cost average of six whole dollars of Bitcoin on our Black Wall Street wallet. And so if you take out your wallet on your cell phone, uh, which hopefully you've already downloaded the Black Wall Street wallet, if you haven't, you can go into your app store or your Android store and download it. And you click on the Black Wall Street wallet and you click on the purple circle in the middle with the two white arrows going each direction. You click on buy asset. Once you click on buy asset, You click $6 and we're going to do this one time. Again, you can set it up and forget it or you can just do this with me every day. A dollar cost average, a DCA a day keeps poverty away, in my opinion, for my household. Again, not financial advice. And I'm going to click on my wallet that says KBLA Talk 1580. And I'm going to put that $6 worth of Satoshis in there. And voila, I have purchased $6 worth of Satoshis today. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we are making way for the D.L. Hughley Show. 
And I want to thank each and every one of you for rocking with me today on Ahead of the Crypto Curve. I'm your host, Naja Roberts, and we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. You're listening to Naja Roberts on Ahead of the Crypto Curve. Please follow her on all social media platforms at Naja Roberts. No underscores, no dots, no numbers, just Naja Roberts. Let's close the wealth gap. It's our turn. Learn or get left behind. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.